Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. What's up, guys? I hope that you had an amazing week as always. Uh, I hope you got some good quality time with uh, people that you love this week and you know every week if it's possible whether it be via zoom or in person um we did a small like non-thanksgiving celebration um just me and my partner and made some food and stuff and hung out so it was really nice after um going on a work trip so just trying to get back to real life now and now that it's super cold here um I've just been trying to like used to I hate cold weather so uh here we are but Um, so updates that are going on this week is I have a Patreon workshop that's live right now. If you join Patreon at any tier, you're able to participate in that workshop, not participate. You're able to watch the workshop that we did, uh, until December 6th. What I'm doing now on the Patreon is offering free workshops here and there. There'll be kind of surprise pop-ups. Um, maybe some of them will be different depending on tier, and getting that structured. So if that's something you'd like to participate in, then definitely, definitely sign up. For those of you who do not want to sign up, no judgment, um, that workshop will also be for sale. And I'll be mentioning more about that on the Instagram or it should be on thelovelylia.com. Besides that, I just want to let you guys know that if you do have questions, um, you do need to be a Patreon member and you can message me privately for me to answer your spiritual questions. I'm no longer answering them on DMs because we're just getting just an influx uh, of overload and I'm not able to answer everyone's questions there. And it is very time consuming. And so I'm super, super sorry. I try to read all the messages and get back to everybody. Um, But sometimes it takes a few weeks to get back to you. So if you'd like quicker access, <laughs> then you can also ask a question here on Anchor where it says, send a message. So let's see what our listener question of the week is this week. Hi, Leah. My question is in regards to um, a partnership where one of the partners is going through spiritual awakening and the other is not. Um, It's causing a lot of friction and tension and... It's kind of like I can see why he's having all these issues with himself and his life. And when I try to explain it to him, he either just doesn't listen or doesn't take me seriously. And so the problems just are on a loop over and over again. And it's really frustrating because I can see what would solve it. But I can't get him to be on board with me. And it just feels like it's kind of ruining our relationship. I mean, are relationships where one goes through spiritual awakening without the other, are they just doomed to fail or what? (laughs) Hey, girl, thank you so much for your question. 
Um, this is a great question because I think a lot of people are going through something like this. And first we have to think about what is it that we mean when we mean someone has awakened and how are we uh, essentially positioning ourselves in contrast to the person that we are thinking is not awakened, if that makes sense. Um, what can happen is that we sometimes put ourselves on a type of hierarchy where we feel like we may know more than the other person knows or that we feel like we can see uh, the answer to their problem. And while that may be true to some degree, um, you have to kind of ask yourself, you know, are you in this position to want him to awaken, quote unquote, awaken faster because it'll make you more comfortable? And then you have to ask yourself, are the things that you're awakening to um, showing you things about the relationship that are now non-negotiables? So I think that there's a difference between, um, you know, you coming to a position of understanding and introspection and opening your heart to things that you have um, maybe not seen so clearly before. And in that excitement, you want other people to experience the happiness that you felt and um, the clarity that you've, you're knowing and want them to get on the same path as you. And at the same time, you have to ask yourself, in my need to want them to catch up to me, uh, a position of a codependency? Do I feel like I need to save them in some kind of way? Can I exist in this partnership and let that partner be on their own independent journey? Can I observe their uh, problems and that the dealings that they're going through and allow them to go through them in their own time? Or am I in some ways rushing them because it makes me feel uncomfortable? And I know that's a harsh way to say that because, you know, I don't necessarily think a relationship is doomed just because you guys are different in different places in your journey. But there's also the other side of that is has that awakening given you an opportunity to see the relationship with new eyes? And do you recognize now that this is not a relationship you want to be in? And is it doomed not because you've awakened, but because, well, you know, like because you've unveiled things that are now non-negotiables for you, that you've started to learn more about your soul and you started to gain more self-awareness and you started to gain more probably self-love and understanding that, you know, this is not something, something that vibes with me and thinking that if I can just fix this thing about this person, if I can just change this thing about this person, then things will be better. Then our relationship will be better. And then you have to ask yourself, do I really love this person? Because love in, in most aspects is acceptance, radical acceptance in some type of form. And is this person in a position where you can ra radically accept them where they're at? Or do you feel like your new awakening has brought things to terms for a new negotiation? So some hard things to consider. We have to be careful to not put ourselves in a position of hierarchy of better than someone, I'm not, I'm not saying you you think you're better than him. Um, but sometimes when we have learned all this new spiritual information and we present it to someone and it doesn't make sense to them, you know, we think, oh gosh, if they could just get this concept, they could just understand. But we have to put ourselves in positions where when we were feeling broken or going through shit and someone would come to us with the quote unquote answer and it was just like on deaf ears, you know, I know that like for myself, I've had to go through that process too of not you know, wanting to save my partner, not wanting to uh, save them out of whatever tumultuous things that they were going through and just be a, a shoulder of support in some kind of ways, even if I thought I knew the answer. But I always knew in some element, well, I wouldn't say I always knew it. <laughs> I just kind of came to some understanding that there's a sense of arrogance inside of myself that thinks that I always have the answer, 
for someone else's journey. I know what my answer is. I know what portion of me needs to be dealt with in order to um, awaken or, um, you know, unveil new aspects of myself for healing in order to get closer to my soul's expansion. But I don't necessarily know the path for someone else. And I can think that I know it. And what's probably happening is you guys are butting heads because he's he's not in that frequency yet. He hasn't opened himself up to that yet. And in fact, probably if you back off and let him do his thing, um, you will then be able to assess the relationship from a more neutral standpoint. And then perhaps maybe at some point he'll even feel the need to ask you questions. How did you get to this place? You know, whatever. And and look for that opening. Look for that way to connect and say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to let him come to me. Because if I'm trying to get him to change, to make this relationship better so I can feel better, then my position is from a place of, of self-preservation. Uh, it's from my own interests and not for their best uh, journey. And so I hope that answers your question. I know that feels that can be a little bit harsh to hear, um, but I do understand the process. I've been through it and understand that like sometimes you just want to beat people over the head with a stick and say, get in line. Like, <laughs> how do you do this? Like, figure this out. I have the answer. I have, I have it all right here for you. I can do it for you. And that's the thing about the journey. You can't, we can't do it for other people. We can't save them from their karma. We can't save them from their pain. And as much as we love them and want to, they have to stick on that journey on themselves independently. And a relationship, in my opinion, is not us walking on the same path, but us walking on our own paths parallel. I hope that answers your question. Let's get into this week's episode. Roxy, also known as Roxy Talks, always knew that she was here to share a message. She followed the path of a music career while earning her bachelor's degree in behavioral science, and as she navigated her life searching for fame in the music industry, she stumbled on the law of attraction in 2011 and began her journey of understanding her place in the universe. After nearly a decade of searching and perfecting her craft and mission, she built her own process that she then used to change her life. Up until that point, she was barely making it by financially, and her husband and her lived off his single income, struggling to make ends meet in a one-bedroom apartment in Los Angeles. During that time, she felt compelled to put her music career on pause and was steered towards speaking and coaching. Via YouTube, her message to the people was finally becoming clear, and she knew what she was here to say in clarity about manifesting and the forces at hand in this world. She has trained herself under a disciplined regimen of mental focus, and what she soon learned was that the more disciplined she became with her thoughts, the easier, better, and quicker her manifestations unfolded. It was here that she began to develop her 360 method, which we'll talk about soon, that became the cornerstone of her business. Today, her goal is to help millions of people understand their own personal power and tap into it in the most natural and productive way. Each person is different and each situation is unique, so she offers a custom-tailored approach that creates the best environment for success, whether that's through one-on-one coaching, courses, workshop videos, and a thriving YouTube channel. Roxy talks with conviction and a raw directness that kicks you out of your comfort zone and begs you to take accountability and action towards the co-creation process of your life. Please welcome Roxy to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely, and today we have Roxy Lee of Roxy Talks, who is a mindset and manifestation coach, social media guru, YouTube star, podcast coach, and all-around rock star. How you doing, girl? I am good. That was a fantastic um, introduction. Thank you. <laughs> 
I appreciate that. I just want to bring that everywhere I go. <laughs> Thank you. I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm doing awesome. I'm excited to have you here because I discovered your channel maybe like a year, year and a half ago or so. And I was like, I like this chick. Like she's got like a vibe, like she's profanity. Like, you know, the whole law of attraction community <laughs> is like super buttoned up right. and like all about inspiration and like all kinds of stuff. And like, you just had this like vibe that I was like, I like this girl. And you know, you kind of approach the manifestation and everything from this kind of no nonsense, no bullshit kind of a, like, I don't know, like a preach. Like when I watch some of your videos, I feel like I'm at church a little bit, which is in a good way. <laughs> Where you're just kind of like telling it like it is, and this is how it needs to go. Um, and so I think our, our guests are going to really enjoy you and really vibe with you today. But before we get into all the cool stuff that you do and what you talk about, like, can you tell people just a little bit about yourself? Like, you know, where are you from? Where do you, you know, what do you do? Like, how did you get to this place? How did you become this expert on manifestation? Uh, okay. So I grew up here in LA and um, when I was in sixth grade, my family moved to Colorado. So, you know, looking back at like, you know, having sessions with, with, intuitive therapists and things like that, that event really like fucked me up. It like, I was like ripped away from my life. And so mm -hmm. I think, um, that sent me on a different trajectory than I might've been on. I think that, um, you know, I was always, my dad's psychic. I grew up in a very, I've said this before, a very pseudo pseudoscience friendly home or household, but um, I was like, I, I kind of shied away from it for a really long time, but I, I, I sometimes wonder if I had, if I had stayed here in LA, I'm back now, but if I had stayed here, would I still be on the same path? Would I still become the same person? Because not having my friends and family and having nobody that I knew and being transferred to somewhere else where I was, you know, I already am like kind of a black sheep type person. So to have just like no, no anything, you know, friends, no mm -hmm. nothing. Um, it, it, caused me to really get comfortable with myself, I guess, you know, so, um, I don't know, I don't even know why I'm answering it this way, but of course it always leads us where it needs to go. But isolation became very, um, normal for me, you know, and so kind of like being okay with myself, um, was always something that I had to, I just had to be okay alone because I didn't have an option, you know, and it was like a very sixth grade. It's a very, tumultuous time yeah. in your life already. And then I came to Colorado. I was the weird kid from LA, like not the cool kid from LA, but the weird one. And I just kind of like had to continue leaning into that kind of black sheep thing. So, you know, I think it set me up to become somebody who is always working on themselves. You know, I'm comfortable spending time with myself. So I don't avoid the work. And I think, you know, watching people and coaching people, I, I tend to notice that some people just don't want to, they don't want to know what's going on in there. They don't want to be alone with themselves, with their thoughts. And, um, that's a big part of it, you know? So over the years, I, you know, I, I went through a period of being an atheist and I never really subscribed to the traditional concepts of religion and things like that. So when I discovered, um, the secret in 2011, I had this weird year where I had um, the passing of my sister. She was my cousin, but she was like my sister. She lived out here in LA. And um, I, you know, again, I, I missed our adult lives together. She mm -hmm. passed when we, she was 28, I was 27. And um, that year I also discovered the secret and I started um, due to other things, opening up my idea of what I thought earth was 
Yeah. And then um, it just sent me on this trajectory. And it's been about nearly 10 years of me just trying to figure out like, what is manifestation? Like, why is this happening? Why can this happen? Because like I said, I was an atheist. And so I had an experience with manifesting that was just like, <laughs> there was no denying it. There was nothing I could say. It was like, this came from my brain. I know mm -hmm. it did. And so whatever this happened, if I'm psychic, if I made it happen, cool, I'm going to go down that path, but I need to know what's going on. And so when I did find the secret, it was like, oh, that's what that was. Instead of me trying to convince myself it was real, it was a validation of like, that's that thing you experienced that was so mind blowing. So, and another thing in that book is they say, you know, um, once you understand this information and once you uncover it, it's kind of your duty to share it. And you know, looking back, I, if any sentence in the secret resonated with me, it had to have been that one more than anything, because my entire life is now sharing this knowledge and letting everybody know, because they have, you have to know how, like, I can't keep that to myself. I'm not here to keep this knowledge to myself. It's not my knowledge. I'm here to share it, you know? And so you resonate with me because of the way I, I express it, but you know, it's not my information. It's just, but I, it is my duty right now in this period of time, this era of my life to put this information out there, so to speak, and let people understand and know that they are completely always in every single moment in control. Hmm. Yeah. So what happened in your life that like really kind of opened up that practice? Because like, I mean, we all kind of have this pinnacle moment where we're like, aha, oh, mm -hmm. wait a minute. Like that, that's not like how I normally do that. Like this is, this seems different. I, I may be able to call this in and, and actually do something, have some, some effect on the way things are happening in my life. Not that I have to like, just yes, receiving is a part of it, but not like just kind of leaning into whatever falls in my lap. Like I can actually call. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. what happened to you that kind of really incited that, that said, okay, I know, and I know how to practice and make this work. Well, I would say it was a process for sure. I didn't understand it right away, but what happened was that, um, like what I would say, what started everything is I quit drinking and I had, I've been a musician, I'm a musician. So I was chasing like, star, like I wanted to be like Lady Gaga, you know, like that was supposed to be my life trajectory, I thought. Mm -hmm. So I was chasing this idea of fame for a long time. And when I got to like my mid thirties, one day I just, I, I had quit drinking. So I was, had this like clarity that I hadn't had in my twenties and I just woke up one day and I was like, actually, I wasn't, I was on stage at a show and I was like, this is not what I want to do. I don't know who this person is. I was looking in the mirror after the show and I had like a tiara and a fur coat on. And I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, you look ridiculous. You look, look like a child playing dress up. Like, what are you doing? This isn't you. And I just, I like lost, I almost, it was almost like I lost my identity because I had never been anything but Roxy the singer. And I did that on purpose because I didn't want to have a, I didn't want to have a plan B. I didn't have, I mean, I have a degree, but it was just like, I got it so my family would be appeased. Who knew, I, it's behavioral science, who knew that it would end up working? <laughs> like, I actually use it now. I never used it before. Yeah. I've never used my degree before this right now. Yeah. So I just like, I, I lost what I, I didn't know who I was and what I was supposed to do on this planet anymore. I felt very just like disconnected. And then, so I started just kind of going down this road of like, who am I now without that idea of fame or whatever. And mm -hmm. It started out as me trying to, I was just going to do music coaching. I was like, at least at the very least, I have all this knowledge. I can help other people. If I'm not going to do it for myself, I can help other people. And then when I started looking into how to market myself as a music coach, I just went down the rabbit hole of internet coaching, or I'm sorry, internet marketing. And then that was about two years ago. And it just was like, I kept just going farther down the rabbit hole 
learning and and growing and implementing and taking this thing and studying for this person. And I just tried to like, I just overloaded myself with information, I guess, basically, and how to build a business, how to be online, how to, how to like, you know, build a following and, and monetize your following and things like that. And then I was inspired by Ralph Smart. I was Mm kind of going through something funky and I was like, let me just put on something positive. And I just happened to find his videos. And I put that on one morning and I didn't stop listening to it for four days straight. Mm -hmm. Like literally if I was awake, he was on. And after the fourth day I was vegan. And after a week I had started my YouTube channel. So he like, I really credit him for giving me the kick in the ass that I needed. Um, and so I just started making videos and the only thing I could think of when I was like, okay, what the hell am I going to make a video on? Uh, well, when I broke it down, like everything, no matter what the subject was, whether I'm talking to musicians, artists, bankers, students, divorced people, it just doesn't matter. Everybody needs to know that they're manifesting like that, that it supersedes all things I could possibly coach somebody on. And so it just kind of became it just had to, it had to be that basically. So when I started making these videos, it was, it was like, that was in 2018. And I just kind of was, was trying to, or 2019 doesn't matter. <laughs> I was trying to make these videos and just figure everything out. Um, and then, and that's how I found my process was trial and error. And, and by the end about a year ago, when I had to quit my job, I had no choice. I had to leave it. I was like, I was being called you know, I see that now. And I just, I had to leave that job. I didn't have a safety net. I didn't have any income. I just had to, and I had been building this, but it was like, it was more of like the concept. Oh, I'm going to be this. I'm going to do this. You know? And then once I quit the job, it was like, all right, bitch, <laughs> you're going to be it. Like do it. You got to, hello. Yeah. You got a couple of months here before you are homeless. So figure it out. Yeah. And it, that's just what I had to do. And I just like, I've pretty much been working nonstop ever since. Mm-hmm. like barely sleep. I'm just always going, always working every single day, seven days a week, all Hustle. day, all waking hours. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Did I answer your question? I'm, I'm long winded. Okay. It's Roxy okay. talks like you that know is what? not a an hour. We good? <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, it's like there is, um, I talk a lot about, uh, feminine and masculine energies, um, yin and yang. And so like, there are the, the do energies when we come to our career and stuff and the yin energies when we're trying to bring and manifest stuff in. And so, um, which is, which is fun because I've, I've always, when I, when I'm talking with you, I feel like we're kindred spirits in that way, because I've got a lot of masculine energy. I'm not a masculine woman and just like right energy where I'm Same. like, okay, let's yes. do it. Let's go for that. Yes. So we have yes, that energy, but we're also able to bring and align things in. But you know what? So when I, when I started watching it, first of all, marketing, incredibly like I love your marketing um so that degree that I mean at least like that area is like working for you but um as far as like bringing things in, the thing that I get the questions about the most is like how to get into alignment how to bring in my manifestation um you have a ton of videos about that specifically and there was one that really caught my eye where you talked about working in consistency and and I and I loved it because there was there's this idea, there's something you said specifically, I made a note of it. And it's like, why is it when things get hard, we fold like a lawn chair. And it's so, so true because we Mm -hmm. start to make these narratives and these stories around what it is that we think we can or cannot do based on one or maybe two experiences. And so we kind of have this like backup where we're like, Mm. oh, well, that doesn't work for me or whatever in order to protect ourselves, but we keep ourselves from actually bringing in the very thing that we want. And so can you speak to that, to that consistency about how important that is in in our masculine energy? Because we do talk a lot about feminine energy on the show because so many of the women are 
kind of trapped in their, their masculine energetic. And because mm. you know, look at our world, that's how our world kind of operates. Right. But when we are utilizing the powerfulness of our masculine energy, what that consistency means for manifestation. Well, the thing about it is that you're man, we're manifesting in every single moment. Your whole life is a manifestation constantly. Like if you're looking at the science behind it, you like as a human being, your world is perpetuated by your awareness. We're basically like a, a perpetual motion machine. I always see like, it's like, I don't know what exactly you call it, but it's like in old movies, they'd be like on a bike yeah. and they're like making the scene go by, <laughs> by them riding the bike. And that's really, that's really what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, with the thing about our lives is like, you can't really take your feet off the pedals. You can't stop. You can't stop. You can't take a break. You can't just wait for a breather, even for a moment. So the reason the consistency is so um, crucial is that because you're always doing it. And if you don't stay consistent, you're going to manifest yourself right back in somewhere you don't want to. And it happens like that. It's immediate because it is con we are manifesting so fast in every single moment that I couldn't even stop to tell you when it's happening because it's just, it is, it, it's perpetual motion. Mm -hmm. So if you are not consistent in your thoughts and the way you're thinking and your way you're affirming or whatever, you are not going to have consistent results. It is just like anything else. What you put in is what you get out. If you are not consistent at the gym, your body does not look consistent. If you are not consistent with your diet, your body's not consistent. If you're not consistent with your business, your shit is not consistent. You have to continue, you know, driving the ship or, or keeping the, 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 the plane in the air, essentially. Like you, if, if you stop, well, then what keeps it afloat? Like what keeps it going? Nothing is there to keep it going, but you, you are the mechanism. And that's what people don't understand. And it's not anyone's fault. Like this knowledge is not given to us, but you are it. There's no judgment. There's no, there's nothing else outside of you. That's deciding whether you're ready for it. Oh, now you're aligned. Now you can have it, bitch. Oh, you've been meditating for three days. You've got like, no, it's you, <laughs> you decide I've been meditating for three days. Now I'm getting my thing. That's how you get it. Not because somebody else out there is like, Oh, look, bless her heart. Look at her go. I'm so proud of you. Look at you following your path. No, you decide you're on your path and then you're on it. Yeah. It's, you know, so it's like, it's, you and then you have to stay on it obviously if you stray from your path you are no longer on the path there's just it's right. black and white when it comes down to it you know yeah now a lot of people will confuse this when they listen to this to being like positive patty like meaning that you can never have a negative thought like that's not what she's saying guys um because you need mm -hmm. to feel your emotions mm -hmm. you need to be able to like right. actually access that part of yourself and what she's what i think you're saying and correct me if i'm wrong is like and i love this idea because we are always manifesting always no matter what we're no doing matter what always, it's connected uh kinetic energy like we're pushing the energy for we're always yeah. making something with our thoughts we and are so, water yes mm -hmm. exactly Water's there's always, always a flow mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. perfect um so in that process guys who are listening like um you know being it's it's like a it's like a it's like a self-aware a practice of self-awareness like and at least in my life yes. i i can only speak to myself but like i am i am acutely aware of where my thoughts are at all times. Now, this is not even an aggressive thing. It's just something I've made a habit of, of being like, yes, where's my mindset at right now? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, mm -hmm. shit just went down. Okay, that's neutral. I don't need to right. take that and like go I down like this that. whole that's tunnel. Neutral. <laughs> like, we're good. I'm a very Taoist kind of perspective. <laughs> um, but like, keep myself affecting 
that energy just based on circumstance, then I don't affect the trajectory of the kinetic energy of which, where mm-hmm. I'm trying to go. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. being in that manifestation practice constantly, you said the world is a mirror. And I like this, you used an analogy about the ATM. You want to, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Um, can you, can you tell me, like, say that again? I just, so these analogies, I just, they, I just oh, get these the weird fast, like flashes in my mind. It's just this one quick image and it's like, all right, interpret it, bitch. Yeah. So, um, so I just, I was like seeing somebody going to an ATM and putting their card and pushing the $20 button and expecting like $2,000 to come out. It's like, you just push the $20 button then you push it again. You push it again. Like maybe if you keep pushing it, you might get $2,000, but it's going to take us a minute. If you want the 2000 now, you got to put $2,000 energy in. Mm -hmm. Like you don't, again, it's what you put in is what you put out. There's nothing off the top of my head right in this moment that I can think of in our world that's, you know, when you put in something different comes out, you know, it's like it, it, whatever you, the, the result of the things are, it's a, com- a combination of the, the sum of its parts, you know? So mm-hmm. if you are not putting in the $2,000 energy or even mindset, like you said, where's my mindset at, then you're not getting $2,000 results. Right. If you're putting in $20 mindset, you're getting $20. Mind- if you're putting in 25 cent mindset, you're getting 25 cent <laughs> results. Like it just, right it can't do the work for you. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, you know, especially with this, um, the whole spirituality thing is like, we expect, you know, let it go and let the universe bring it to you, which yes, it will. But like, there is still something that, you know, you have a part to play in that. Mm-hmm. And it is that consistency. It is keeping your mindset. Like you said, it is controlling your reactions. I like what you said. Oh, this is neutral. I usually, oh, that's great. Like me and my husband have a joke. Anytime anything bad happens, we're like, Yay. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Because why I could say, Oh fuck shit. No, oh my God. No, man. You know, or I could say, sweet, everything's working out for me. It costs the same amount of energy, but one of them can derail me mm-hmm. and, and take me down the road of, Oh shit. No, what's going to mm-hmm. happen now. The other one keeps me in. Yeah. And we're, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what we're doing. (laughs) Nothing's happened. Everything's yeah, we're still going. So it's it's just like it's a choice. It's a constant choice. Mm I you know, I don't know. Sometimes I I uh I take for granted maybe like, you know, I think you and I have, like you said, we're similar people and we kind of have that same like I'm gonna be fine, like I'll figure my shit out, like I'm in control of this kind of energy. And I don't think a lot of people have that, or maybe they, you know, we're not taught that they could be that way. And so um you know, they have a tendency to let themselves slip or I don't know, but I'm just like, mm-hmm. no, get it together. Get it to, like pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at the very least pay attention. I think it's pretty immature to think that you should go through your life without monitoring your thoughts. Yeah. That's even without thinking of that they create mm-hmm. because they're doing something in there. Even if yeah. they're just creating feelings, do yeah, you want to live with your shitty? Yeah. Like why? I just, I just think it's, at this point, it's just such an antiquated and, and like not, not useful <laughs> idea to just let things run willy nilly. Like you need to yeah. be in control of what's going on, even in your mind. Yeah. And I always say that like, there's nothing you can really control except your response, like how your reaction is. And so that is the only thing we truly have control over. And uh, my favorite phrase is this is what we're doing now. Like, so when you're <laughs> down and like things aren't going well, right? All right, this is what we're doing now. This is a pivot mm-hmm. of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had enough rug pulls in my life to go, you know, right. and, and get to see them in hindsight to go, oh yeah. shit. Like I am, I always say this, I'm always kidding myself to think that I know what's best for my life. 
because mm. even though I want to manifest, I know what I want to manifest. There are some mm-hmm. things that I try to manifest that universe is like, eh, that's not in alignment with where we're trying to go for your overall goal. And right. I think I know where, how it's going to go. And so I've been telling a lot of my clients and stuff. I'm like, Hey, let go of the expectation of think of how you think it's going to come. Mm-hmm. But because when we get attached to that, that's what usually derails us is that we get very yeah. pigeonholed in like one aspect of the way in which we think it's going to come. And instead I said, just type in the GPS and then sit in the passenger seat and let universe drive, like keep monitoring, you know, like don't berate them and be the backside, you know, backseat driver right. and like hit them over the head, tell them to turn this way, you know, let yourself chill and say, mm-hmm. this is what we're doing now. This is where we're going. So I want to talk to you about your 360 method. And I want to get into, first of all, explain what that is, how you developed it. And like, how does that apply to this? Okay. Yeah. So my 360, I figured out, like I said, I stumbled upon my practice. I was just, um, when I was having to quit my job, it was just getting to the point where I was like, I have to get out of here. I have to figure out what's going on. Um, but you know, leading up to that, it was like, I just had this realization that like every time I sit around hating my job and like thinking, Oh my God, when's this going to, all this, all the things that you do when you hate your job all day eight, for eight hours, eight hours straight, you're sitting there thinking negative things. And so I just had to like, one day I realized like, okay, so if I'm sitting here manifesting, cause I was listening to positive shit all day long, I had to listen to positive stuff just to make it through the day. And so I was thinking, I was just, I I realized one day, like every single time I react to my job, I hate it. I'm mad. I wish I was somewhere else. I, uh, all the things I do, I'm creating another day of work. Like I'm literally asking for more work every single time I react to it. So my first order of business was to stop letting my work impress upon me. That was the Mm -hmm. first way. Like I was very, and this is, I was, I mean, that's like Neville. It wasn't even like where I am now, as far as like, you know, the science behind it, because that was something that kind of came I've always been into Neville Goddard guys. Oh yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Neville Goddard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the feel, the feeling and, and, and like, um, the meditation and the state akin to sleep and, and the subconscious, all that stuff, Mm-hmm. which is, I'm not invalidating it at all, but that's just kind of where I was at the time. So I was like, okay, no more letting this job impress upon me. Step one, that meant I had to be super duper aware of what I was doing with my thoughts all day long. And so I started out with my breaks cause I was working from home. So I would <laughs> take a lot of breaks, walk my dogs. And every time those, those leashes got in my hand, affirmations go. The second they touched my hand, affirmations from the moment I walked out my door to the moment I got back because I didn't, your mind wanders and I didn't know where it was wandering to. So I wasn't going to let it wander anymore. So I started filling that space, those 15 minute breaks with affirmations. And then I would get back into work and I would just like, Hey, everything's great. (laughs) And just like, be like a kind of like a fake ass robot doing the job, but in my head, everything's fine. I'm making my own money. I'm hundred percent self-sufficient. I'm like all the, the things that I wanted to be this, this version. Now mm-hmm. I was cycling those thoughts through my head. And, and then that led me to one day I decided, okay, I want to see if I can not be a bitch for 30 days. I wanted to be a, not a bitch for a month, meaning I wanted to control my reactions was what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so these, the, all these things combined started I started realizing like, okay, if I hit my money thoughts with approved money affirmations, if I hit my business thoughts with approved business affirmations, if I hit my, whatever the fuck we're talking about thoughts with those approved affirmations, then my brain doesn't go where it doesn't need to be. So if I make it think the thoughts that I want it to think, and I can fill my eight hours or my day with those thoughts, then I have one because that job did not impress on me for one second today. And so 
I started just doing it every single day. And then I did that 30 days straight. And I was like, I was like a week into that 30 days of alignment. I was like, this is something here. Mm -hmm. So I started recording every single day what I was doing and what lesson I learned. And that just mm -hmm. became my first, like, I mean, forgive the term lead magnet. It really is. You know, it's the first mm -hmm. free thing I gave out. So it was just like, it, it all fell together as I was developing it. I was like, Oh my God, this shit works. And all of a sudden my whole life fell together. Yeah. Everything just like happened. And literally it's honestly, it'll be like a year to the day in a couple of days where just everything just, I don't know what happened. I mean, I do know what happened. Obviously I figured <laughs> the shit out, but like, yeah. I just stopped telling old limiting stories. I stopped, you know, worrying about when the money was going to come, worrying how the clients were going to come. I just built the damn business and I started talking about it as like business is booming. I'm helping millions of people. That affirmation or those two affirmations really changed everything for me. And that realization of like, oh shit, I'm, even though I'm aware of all these things, I'm still describing my business as hard. I'm still acting like I don't have any money. I'm still being the old me, even though I'm saying I'm the new me. So I had to change not only my thoughts, but the way I was treating the world and money and, and things like that. And, you know, reacting to a bill, like take it. I don't fucking care. Put that piece of paper out of here. What are you doing? <laughs> I got stuff to think about. Like, I don't care about a bill. You know, like I had to act like that instead of being consumed with, oh my God, my power is going to get shut off, which is ironically what led me to Ralph Smart. It, it mm -hmm. was like, I got my power got shut off for 10 whole minutes. And I was like, ah, DEFCON 5. And so I was like, <laughs> I need something positive or I'm going to freak the fuck out. And that's how I found Ralph. So um, again, long-winded answer, but the 360 is about top to bottom, inside it out, all thoughts, all days, no days off, no thoughts off. Mm -hmm. And it sounds intense. And it is at first, you know, you know, it's intense sometimes, but so is life. So is <laughs> like, life. it's also intense to be consumed with your bullshit. And mm -hmm. that's one thing I try to get people to realize. I'm like, yeah, it's work, but like, you're already doing a bunch of bullshit that you don't like. Why not yes. get a hold of it? Spend like a month. That's why I have this 30 days thing is because that month is how you is, you know, creating a new habit. habit. Exactly. And the habit just so happens to be brainwashing and reprogramming your entire mind and life. So cool. Damn. Good habit. Great. Thank you. I love this because like, so first of all, you're just a breath of fresh air to me. <laughs> <laughs> Same to you. Same yeah. to you. I really, yeah. <laughs> um, so I really love, I really, cause okay. So basically guys, she's talking about mastering your mind. Like, mm -hmm. like everybody has a different way that they do it. But I, I particularly, this is actually the way I did it. Um, maybe not as intense. It took a little bit longer though. So in the process of discovering where my thoughts were and the awareness around my thoughts, like, I love that you said, you know, if you're thinking about bullshit all day, you're doing it anyway. Like whether mm -hmm. you think of good thoughts or bad thoughts or whatever, yep. we're always manifesting. We're always thinking. And yep. I know that like when I first watched the secret, I was super scared to think like a negative thought. And I was like, Oh no, don't think anything. So I was suppressing mm -hmm. and that was actually making it worse. Um, but when I understood like human emotions are human emotions, you can feel things guys. Like you can let yourself get to that place. But when you start getting, it's different to feel something than to think something. And when we get into a place of, you know, like our overthinking and our anxiety and we start creating scenarios in our head or we're like, Oh my God, the world, the world is ending there. The, the base level it's fear. It's the scarcity. Right. And yeah. when you understand, or when you get to a place where you start to trust the universe in such a way, you know, your, your, your God or your, you know, whoever your energy, whatever you subscribe to, you get to this place of calm and saying like, I'm exactly where I need to be. Like I have faith and trust and I'm going to get where I need to go. And when you mm -hmm. don't have that sense of scarcity, 
like you can, it's so much easier to master your thoughts. At least that's how it came to me. I had to get a, a hold of my feelings first right. and like not to control my feelings necessarily, but to be able to acknowledge where they were coming from because there was a thought that was creating the feeling. Mm. And I had to get a hold of the thought. What was I thinking? Okay. I'm not going to be able to make my rent or mm-hmm. this person is not going to love me mm-hmm. or I'm going to get abandoned again or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. reaching into those wounds. And when mm-hmm. I found the wound, I was Girl, like, don't make me coach you on this. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you said something earlier and I was like, don't say anything. And then you just, you just, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was so let's, like let's, trying to hear these things. Go to church. <laughs> Um, like got into that space and really got a hold of those things and became a master of my emotions and my mind. And Mm -hmm. I said, okay, all right, all right. Like I can play with this. Like if I'm already manifesting all this shit and every time I feel this way, every time I think this way, I create this again. And I, if you, I I say this on the show all the time, if you ever catch yourself saying, why does this always happen to me? Mm -hmm. You are in a cycle of creating Mm -hmm. more of your reality. Mm-hmm. And so like, I got to that place where I was like, fuck this. Like I got, I got to do something. I started listening to Alan Watts, Neville mm-hmm. Goddard, <laughs> Rob mm-hmm, Smart, mm-hmm. Um, right. like, you know, all the people, all the people that are on yep. there um, and trying to figure out, okay, if, is there a way that I can do this? I did it at the very base level of law of attraction at first. And then I found mm-hmm. this other level of surrender where it was like, okay, I'm gonna let go of these expectations. I want to create what I want to create, but sometimes my control affects my thought process. And that's different for everybody. Everybody has a different way of getting there. But I love that because becoming that master of your thoughts, becoming the master and awareness of like where you're at in that, in that process will change the fucking game. Like I, Mm -hmm. I watch people who wake up first thing in the morning and they check their bank account or right. Right. Social media. Yeah. Yeah. Media or whatever. And I'm like, you are starting Mm -hmm. a yeah in lack so true in fear and it's like oh no mm-hmm. <laughs> like, don't do that so do you have any tips for people right now like what is a good practice for them to start getting into this mastery of their thoughts especially when it comes to their day-to-day okay so first thing i do want to say is like you know i've been having a conversation with my husband just talking about my approach Obviously, like I expect because of I've only been inside my mind for people to think like I do, but they don't. Not everybody does, right? So I just, you know, I want to be more mindful. And this is literally just as of last night, be more mindful of not skipping over the, you know, the smaller things or making things sound so um, unattainable that they're scary, you know, because like when I was hearing you talk, talking about mastering your thoughts and feelings, like, to me, I'm like, yeah, bitch, fuck, that's exactly how you do it. But then I'm thinking like, as somebody that doesn't know what it is, that sounds scary. And probably yeah. listening to me and you talk about, oh yeah, master your thoughts, bitch, and you can have everything. <laughs> They're like, oh, what? <laughs> like, it's probably scary to hear us, you know, both okay. of us going at it like that. So let me just say to anybody out there, like, you can do this in baby steps. It is not something that you're just like, I am a master of my shit now. Like you work on it every day. We chip away at it. Mm-hmm. And it it's just, it's years. like, see exactly. Like it's just about taking the step. A baby step is still a step in the right direction. It is mm-hmm. still, you know, one percent of progress is still a percent of progress. So yes. don't be, um, don't feel discouraged because it sounds like you have a large hump to get over, which we all kind of do. And we're all working on it and we all start where we start. So that's mm-hmm. fine. And like you said, you know, being really honest with yourself about where you are is important because I actually just made a video about this last night. If you like, I think a lot of people are, tend to 
they consider themselves or, or excuse me, let me rephrase that. They hold themselves to the standard of the version of them that they wish they were right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not even talking about the one they're manifesting. Yes. I'm talking about the version that they, they wish they could be so that they could manifest. Right. Yes. So they're holding themselves to these standards of what they think they should be right now, but they're right. not that. And so you need to be real with yourself. If you're not there, you're not there. And that is okay because you recognize where you are. You cannot get from point A to point B if you don't know where A is. Yes. How the fuck are you going to go from A to B if you don't know what A is? So you have to be real, be honest with yourself. Where am I at? How many times a day am I tearing myself down? Am I starting my day with bullshit every single solitary day? Checking my bank account, checking to see if someone DM me, checking their WhatsApp. When were they last online? Mm-hmm. All that shit is so unhealthy. And I'm guilty of myself. First thing I do is email and sometimes youtube comments terrible idea (laughs) don't ever start your day with youtube comments ever anybody out there please don't um just like but you know and i do too and and here we are having this conversation and i still do it myself so it Mm -hmm. is a process it is something that you have to make yourself do every day and i would say again start not necessarily start small like like not in and again a negative way but just start somewhere Start mm-hmm. with something that's easy and doable that you can stick to. Not opening up something, a terrible app that triggers you in the morning, first thing in the morning is something easy that you can do that you can stick to. Mm-hmm. Read a book, start a meditation, do nothing, visualize. Like you, there's a, take a shower and just listen to affirmations. Like you can do a lot of things that are not checking your phone and your phone will be just fine if you wait, mm-hmm. you know, an hour to look at it or whatever. So I think that implementing small steps in the beginning is a good way to do it. And then understanding it doesn't have to happen overnight. It is a process. And the second you begin working on it is the second you begin mastering it. Mm -hmm. So if you want to say, I am a master of my emotions right now, good fucking do it. I suggest you do because that's a manifestation and you will then step into a reality where you are mastering your emotions and thoughts. And if you just continue to say, I'm mastering this, or I am a master, I'm in control. I'm really good at this. This is easy for me. Even if it's not true, those are still affirmations and their manifestations and they will shift you into a reality where whether it's easy at the moment or not, you're still on the trajectory mm-hmm. for it to become easy, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like you can, yeah. I like to say manifest, uh, use manifestation to get better at manifesting. Yeah. yeah. You can do that, you know? It's making a commitment to yourself. Mm-hmm. And like, so if, if like, for instance, in your body, if you say I'm mastering my thoughts and that doesn't resonate with you because you feel like, no, my thoughts are everywhere. Say I'm working towards manifesting mm-hmm. my thoughts and, you know, like obviously mm-hmm. like create the manifestation that works for your vibration, mm-hmm. but absolutely because it is a step towards choosing yourself again. Like yes. instead of letting, you know, cause we got like our country right now is real ghetto and there's all kinds of stuff going on that like really can overtake your thoughts and overtake mm-hmm. your sense of security and like what's feeling like what can feel safe for you. And so if those things aren't making you feel good, not that you should avoid everything that makes you feel bad, but get to a space where you're choosing yourself, especially in the morning. Cause that's how mm-hmm. like the rest of your day kind of progresses and stuff. You progress True. in that energy and it's very hard to change the trajectory after you wake up. Mm. Like, you know, and you know what else too is like, I think that a lot of like the, the mainstream law of attraction or manifesting shit doesn't cover also is like, it is about choosing yourself, but it's also about choosing yourself again and then choosing yourself mm-hmm. again and then choosing yourself again. And then that choice never stops, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not about necessarily being selfish. It's about understanding that no matter what you do, you are still in control and you're still creating. So if you don't put the mechanism that's doing the operation first, 
what are you doing? You mm -hmm. know, like you must take care of the machine in order for it to operate properly. Of course, like, like any other machine we know to take care, like uh, the car, you know, your engine must work in order for the car to work. We know that, but like we ignore that for ourselves. And we think that, I don't know, I think there's a multitude of things that people think are reasons they avoid working on themselves. Sometimes they just don't even know, but um, there, there has to be the awareness of self and, you know, your true nature always. Cause if you forget, which it's very easy to do, then you just kind of like, you miss that opportunity to control what's coming next mm -hmm. in that moment. Not that you don't ever like not have it. It's just like, you know, once that moment's gone, it's kind of a missed opportunity that you could have used to control your life or to choose something better, but you didn't. Mm -hmm. To steer. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So when you, um, you talk about LBs, <laughs> limiting <laughs> beliefs, <laughs> I talk about this with my clients all the time. I'm going to start calling them LBs because that's more fun. Drop some LBs. Uh, <laughs> um, so we have these narratives and these stories that we tell ourselves that usually gets in the way of our manifestation. And so, um, like you said earlier, if you don't know where A is, you really can't get to B. And so becoming uh, getting to a space of awareness around what it is you're limiting yourself on. Mm -hmm. So how do people figure out what their limiting beliefs are? Um, I call it brain dump, honestly. Um, the way that I kind of do it in my practice is to have you kind of organized buckets, <laughs> buckets to dump into basically <laughs> as weird as that sound. You know, we have like a, a love bucket, you have a platonic relationships bucket, you might have a family bucket, you might have self-esteem, personal power, ability to manifest, career, money, I mean, looks, it, there's a lot of health. Um, it's, it's basically the things that are important to you. And then I would just, you know, take, make a list of the important subjects in your life. And then for each subject, go into it and go deep, dump out all of it, do free association. And then again, be real. Mm -hmm. And I, when I tell people this process, a lot of people are afraid to do it because they don't want to acknowledge their limiting beliefs. But it's like, listen, if it's a problem in your life, you are doing enough acknowledging to keep it there writing it down. So you have some clarity is not going to, yeah, you're already there. You are already <laughs> in the reality you don't want to be in. So don't worry about it. Just get it out of your mind. Because once you are real and honest with yourself, you can look at it and like, it's on paper and you're like, I am a fat bitch that nobody will love. And you look at it and you're like, okay, that's kind of is that, like, do I really have to think that and tell myself that 7,500 times a day? Like, yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. So you locate these things. I call it bag and bag and tag them, mm -hmm. find the things you're saying, craft something different to say instead. And then every time you want to tell that, that say that sentence or tell that story again, you make yourself stop in the moment and you fill that space with the the new chosen or pre-approved thought that you mm -hmm. have already, you know, set aside to counterbalance that particular thought. And, you know, some people's approaches are to be a little more general with these and just have your specific love and your specific, you know, whatever that you say, and you kind of just like cycle them and repeat them. And, and that's totally valid. Um, I definitely did a lot of work on my own just by re repetition of, you know, whatever thoughts, but you can also custom tailor. And that's kind yeah. of like how I am. It's just like, I'm just choosing the way I, I say the thought always. Yeah. I'm always like crafting it as it's coming about. And then mm -hmm. if it's one of those automatic thoughts, I'm analyzing it. If yeah. it's, if it works, it gets to say, if it doesn't, I flip it and I move on, but it's just, it always, always every day, all day, all thoughts, no thoughts mm -hmm. off, no subjects off. It is a constant awareness and a constant discipline. Yeah. 
There's like, um, there's something I talk about in one of my books that says where we talk about rot and like, um, that's what I call LBs. It's <laughs> that, inside of us and that decay mm-hmm. at us and we don't mm-hmm. like need to acknowledge at some point. And so, and I do the same thing, almost the same, uh, uh, technique where I said, write it out, write it out, mm-hmm. write, like sit down, put some music on sad music. I don't know what you want to do. <laughs> write out all the purge, all the shit that you tell yourself. Everything. Mm-hmm. And you tell about your life and why things don't work for you or whatever. Um, something that I just, just talked to Mark Groves about on our interview was, um, you know, the, the narrative and how we want, we stick to that story. And I, we're going to get into what you talk about rewriting your paradigm and erasing the old story. Um, because there is a way in which we try to protect ourselves and keep ourselves safe. And when things happen to us, especially bad things, traumas, wounds, or whatever that we're kind of going through, we'll, we'll, we will write a story around the rot, around mm-hmm. the limiting beliefs mm-hmm. in order to protect ourselves. So when things yes, don't man. go our way, we're not disappointed, but instead we're right. So mine was always <laughs> like, you know, post-divorce, I, I was doing all this dating in New York and I was having guy after guy after guy, just like wanting to sleep with me or being like really shitty or won't text you back or, you know, whatever. And I was like, see, this is why, you know, da, 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 da. guys don't like me because I'm this size or guys treat me like this because I'm black or, you know, whatever. Now there may be some social biases that are actually, actually there, but I had the power to change my belief set and say, okay, this could be different. This could mm-hmm. be, if I could open my eyes and let myself let go of the limiting beliefs the way I felt about myself, I wouldn't attract in people who would reflect back to me as a mirror, how I felt about myself, <laughs> fat bitch that can't, you know, blah, 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 you know? So <laughs> I had this like such a dark, like recognition of who I thought I was and what I thought I was worth and only attracted mirrored back to me, the people who would treat me as such. And right. so very quickly, not very quickly, that took a while. Um, but once I got a hold of it and I said, okay, you know what? I don't, I don't want to be right anymore about what I think the, the way mm-hmm. that I think the world works. I want to be happy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like I said, okay, I got real with that rot. I wrote the rot down. I wrote like a whole, a whole fucking book about it and got to a place where I opened up and said, okay, I'm ready to believe something different. I'm ready to open up something different. I'm ready to rewrite this story. And then thus within a you know, I don't know, less than a year's time called in someone I feel is like designed for me. And like, just in the the weirdest fucking ways, we're just, everything is like the same. And, you know, and I feel so accepted and loved, but I had to also get to a place where I love myself to mirror back to me that what I was trying to attract in. So if you can talk to me about, you know, like your perspective on rewriting the paradigm around specific people, specific stories, you know, and erasing that and replacing it with a new one. So you can start attracting what it is you actually want to have in your life. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, it's like, it's just like you said, like we just, we develop these ideas over time about, you know, like what we're capable of, what we're good enough for, what other people are going to think about us, how they're going to respond to us, how they're going to treat us. And like you said, every single time, you know, you're proven right about something. It's like a little tally mark on the, this is what happens to me board. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is now that I'm saying it's like, no, not nobody. I'm sure there are tons of healthy, well-adjusted people who keep tallies of all the good things that happen to them. You know, like these are the good things that happen to me, but a lot of us are working, we're working on that, you know? So, um, it's, it's like, it's, I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. People think it's, people are hard. It's people are easy. People are I think people are easier than money personally, but that's my, maybe that's my own story. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, obviously it's my own story. Of course, that's just the manifestation. <laughs> so hold on, let me undo that. Actually, it's all easy. Money's easy, people easy. It's all the same thing because I'm in control of all of it in all moments of every single day. So what you just, what that just was, was that was me flipping my thought. I caught myself saying a limiting belief that doesn't work for me, that doesn't keep the story going that I want to embody and I undid it essentially. Now, that is how you change your story. That is how you shift your paradigm. You saw it in real time. That was a manifestation. You asked me and it was shown to, to us like so that people could see what it really is like mm -hmm. because that's what I do all day long. That's it. That's all it takes. And the, the way that I'm able to do it so effortlessly and catching it is just because I've been doing it for over a year straight. That's yeah. all. It, I'm not any better than anybody else. I just refuse to be taken down by my own bullshit. Mm. I, I refuse to be taken down by anything, honestly. And, and maybe that's speaks more to my character, but that has, you know, that's, that's not the only thing that makes me good at what I'm doing, you know? So if you can get to a point or a place where you recognize that you're saying things like that, oh, men suck. They always leave. There's only cheaters here. There's no good men left. They're all, all they want is sex. Uh, they never text back. They're always ghosting. They're fuck boys everywhere, whatever. If that's your story, then oof, I bet it sucks out there. Tell me some more. Tell mm -hmm. me more how it sucks. Mm -hmm. I'm listening, you know, like <laughs> go ahead because you are, you're creating it. And the yeah. more you want to harp on it, the more you want to talk to your friends, fucking gossip about dudes, like everything that we do to kind of cope with it is just kind Hushes of keeping it, it there. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's like, you gotta do, you, you can't gossip with your friends anymore. They want to talk about shitty men. Ooh, I don't have time for that. I got something to do. Sorry. It's like, you know what I mean? Like you, eh, what's more yes. important <laughs> having a gossip session about dudes or falling in love and finding passion in your life, mm. your choice, your fucking choice. It's always your choice in every single moment. So at some point you need to, again, get real with yourself. How many times a day am I describing myself as lonely? How many times a day am I saying this is hard? How many times a day am I saying people aren't going to like me? How many times a day am I putting myself down? How many times a day am I wondering where it's at? How many times a day am I thinking about the shit that went wrong? How many times a day am I thinking about the shit that went right that's not here anymore? All of the things that people do, you got to be honest and real. Am I doing this constantly all day? Because that's what's keeping my anything away, love. So catching yourself saying these things, there's no good men. You know what? maybe for other people, or maybe there wasn't, maybe I was looking in the wrong places, but now that I'm kind of opening up my mind and allowing it in, I'm actually seeing a lot of amazing people. And mm -hmm. everybody that I do meet has, is super respectful and kind. And I keep meeting people who are super duper, 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 duper single and ready to mingle with me. <laughs> and it's great. And I love it. And I feel good. And I love myself and I feel good in my body. And you're saying these things, whether you fucking believe it or not, I don't care if you like your body or not why are you sitting here talking about how much you hate it and all your flaws because all you're doing is making them stick around mm -hmm. you know so like even this is completely unrelated but i told you earlier how my husband and i will you know oh good if something bad happens but like you know the way i tell him like my back hurts is by saying oh my back feels really good because i'm not even gonna say the sentence because i don't want it to hurt anymore so i'm just only gonna say that it feels great but he knows what that means mm -hmm doesn't really matter though. It like my back is still my back. Yes. I still have the same back. So yeah. I can take that moment to say my back hurts or I can say my back feels great and, and get myself closer to a reality or a situation where it does feel great versus keeping myself in a place where it sucks. So it goes for the same with love. I can't find anybody. I'm always alone. I think I'm gonna be alone forever. I'm too old. I don't know what to do now. There's nobody left. There's no good people left. All of the things you mm -hmm. must 
actually, you know what? No, it's this. There's great people. I always meet amazing people. I always come in contact with people who get me. Just like what you just described with your person. If you're out here listening, take what she just said about her man or her person and just use that. We get along. Like we just like, ooh, ooh, boom, boom, boom. We just, it's like my person. He was like made for me. It's like this person was just molded to be with me. You can say that while you're sitting across from the biggest dumbass idiot that you've ever met in your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can, you can be saying these things and describing your world as full of love and abundance while it appears to be the opposite of that, I, I yeah. guess, you know? Just so don't get just, attached to the douchebag. Don't, oh God. <laughs> don't do don't, that. And don't marry them for the don't love don't. of God, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my dad used to say that all the time. He would say, like, we would start, we would be feeling sick or something. I'm like, I'm feeling sick, and he's like, Ah, don't claim it. Mm -hmm. mm, exactly. <laughs> that was been very powerful since I was a child about not yes. claiming what we didn't mm, want, especially when that. it came to our health. And I thought, mm -hmm. you know what, this is very interesting. You know, there are some some ailments and things in which uh, uh, doctors have said you have this, you can't do this, you blah blah blah. Um, you know, and the ways in which, you know, like we look at society, what we subscribe to on TV, like these are all belief sets and paradigms that are set by someone else. And so you have the power and the control to see how you respond to that. How are you going to respond to that? How are you going to rewrite that and make a new belief for yourself? Like, what do you want to believe? And mm -hmm. for some people, they mm -hmm. want to believe the bad stuff, mm -hmm. but that's the reality. That's what's going to reflect in their life. If you're done with that, yeah. then here yeah. we go. <laughs> new script, yeah. new script. There is another way. There are other options for you. You don't have, and you know, the thing it's like, it's not positive or negative either. There's a right. whole lot of fucking gray out there too, that you can comfortably move to and like, you know, go up the fucking scale, go from black to kind of black and then go from less black and then go to dark ass gray and then go to like kind of smoky gray and move <laughs> your way through it. Like you don't have to just jump on this positivity train. And like, that's another thing that I really try to, you know, teach with my, with my stuff. It's like, it doesn't matter how we're feeling. I just need to not indulge in those shitty thoughts. You know, like I don't need to be meditating every day if I don't want, I don't need to be like, oh, everything is wonderful. But yeah. I will say, yeah, everything's fucking great. We're good here. Everything's fine. Especially when it's not, you know, it's like, I, because why would I, knowing that I'm creating my world at all times, choose to say something like that when I could say everything's fine we're all good here mm -hmm. and that's neutral like you said we're neutral we're good this is normal this is fine yeah. fine is good if all you can get to is fine to start with good fucking get to fine yeah. and let fine be I always tell people let fine be your bottom rung mm -hmm. everyone's got a bo bottom rung let fine be it mm -hmm. so that you're not dipping below that and if you catch yourself bring yourself back up to fine I'm not telling you to get to elated every fucking day I'm saying operate at fine or better bottom minimum fine we're all good here everything's fine i'm okay we're not nothing's wrong it's all good everything's still happening we're everything this is cool this is good we're mm -hmm. fine here you know like that the meme of that dog in the room with everything on fire and he's like this is <laughs> yes exactly that is like the most perfect meme for manifesting like this is good we're all good here because if you give in to the fire this is the thing that dog whether he was like holy shit, everything's on fire and he's running around screaming or he's like, oh, this is fine. He's still in the fire, you know, like you're still there. So whether it's good or bad, you're still already there. You still already manifested what you have at this moment, mm -hmm. which is fine because we can go forward. Mm -hmm. But if you decide it's bad or it's whatever, it's gonna take that bad turn. Yeah, if you decide it's good, no matter what happens, 
then, then no matter what happens, it's good because you become unshakable. Really. It's like if every single time something bad happens to you, you're like, eh, okay, cool. Whatever. I guess we're doing this now. Like you said, what you, nothing can fucking get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you become so practiced at reacting to things like that, whether it's spilled milk or a car accident. Okay. All right. This is happening. No worries. We're good. Everything's fine. Everyone's okay. We're all good. Okay, cool. We made it. Through. Awesome. So something new is coming. Something different's coming. I'm excited to see what it is. You are unshakable. You are unfuck withable, as I've said before, because <laughs> if I can react to that, like that to everything, because it's a habit to react that way. Mm-hmm. I react to all kinds of things in my life that way. So that when something happens that I actually, that actually might be bad in my mind, mm-hmm. I can look at it and be like, awesome. Glad that happened. Yeah. Because and it's we forget a habit. in the moment because we're mm-hmm. so present with what's happening. We don't know what that, that future um, trajectory will happen out of that quote unquote bad thing. Right. All the things right. that I've interpreted at some point as bad ended up being massive blessings of some sort or yeah. catalysts for growth in ways in which yes. I'm super thankful for now. A yeah. divorce, a car crash, like we got a car accident yeah. a month and a half ago. And I was, I was, I was a little pissed because I was like this, you know, broke my mm. thing or whatever. Well, I got $1,500 cool. All right. You know, like, and, and I mean, it was like, a, I can, I can fix whatever they messed up, but, um, it was like, Oh, okay. That was just more abundance coming my way. You know, yes. free money. I manifested a car with a car accident too. Mm. Same day. Yeah. It, yeah. So car. I mean, I had the thought and then I was like trying to buy a new car and I was like, what if we like got into a small accident and I just got like an insurance check and was able to buy a car with it that day. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. That's crazy. I know. See, but you're the <laughs> manifestation queen. Okay. <laughs> you got used to I mean, this was like, this is even before I kind of, you know, I mean, obviously I knew of it, but I just, it was before I realized how, you know, even those, those little fluttery thoughts, if you don't counteract them good or bad, you know, they manifest a lot easier because there's less opposition. So like, that's why those, you know, the, the random things that we fire off that we don't care about, happen so fast because they're just, there's no opposition to them. They just kind of yeah. get straight to the line, you know, they go straight to the front of the queue. Whereas the other things that you really want, you're over there saying you want it. And then two seconds later, you're saying you don't have it. And then you're saying you want it. And then you're saying you wish you had it. And then you're saying you have it. And then you're saying, but like, where is it? How the fuck are you supposed to get it? Yeah. Like when, when does it come through? If you won't stop doing that, that it's not here game, mm-hmm. the back and forth tug of war. Like again, you know, if you take one step forward and then another step back, you have not gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. So the same thing is happening with your manifestation. If you are constantly worrying, stressing, doubting, undoing, thinking negative thoughts, wondering where it's at, noticing the lack, you are halting it. It this, cannot move forward. Okay. This is so perfect because to give an example, um, you know, friends of mine trying to get pregnant. Um, I got to take my basal temperature. I got to do this mm-hmm. thing. I'm going to take this thing. Let's check this thing every day. Um, yeah. Fertility issues and yeah. stuff. Um, that expectation of like, okay, but I don't have it right now. And that prolonging and every month getting that disappointment. Um, It's the saying, I want love and then going and hooking up with people and keep swiping Mm. on Tinder, you know? And it's like, you said you want this one thing, but you're still filling the space with this other thing that says you don't have it. And you know, when it comes Mm -hmm. to money, um, I'm going to make this abundance. I'm going to do this business, but you keep working at a job you fucking hate. And won't take the risk into the new thing because you need that safety. And so you keep going into this other job that you're like, oh, I don't have what I want right now. So it's kind of, it's, it's a hundred percent. I was talking energy. And so like, I love you talking practicality and it's like, boom, there it is. Like, it's so, I love that. Um, it's so accessible. And I always say like, it's, it, it is like, we're looking at kinetic energy. You're pushing something forward and then pulling it back. And we're, yes. when we're not letting it go, 
it has nowhere to go. So yes. It can't move forward. Stagnant. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's completely mm-hmm. stagnant. So when we talk about resistance and time lag and, you know, divine timing, which I want to go into next, um, it, it, we, we can, we can actually almost monitor in our actions where we're showing resistance at yeah. when in our beliefs that we are taking and pulling things backwards and saying, we don't right. actually trust that this thing is on its way. So let me supplement it with this thing. Let me settle mm-hmm. it with this mm-hmm. thing. Let me try to control mm-hmm. it with this thing. Let me try to, you know, get these measurements and this will tell me if I can or cannot or whatever, because we can't let go. And if we're trying to push energy forward, you know, like kinetic energy, if you're, if you're rolling a bike with the brakes on, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about yeah. time lag or divine timing. Man, you know, I just, it's, it's the more that I, the more that I just go down these roads, it's like it, if the timing is, Again, divine time. Timing is already divine. Time isn't even real. It's a concept. Right. So Thank you. what divine timing is, is, uh, man, I, it's funny. Cause I just made, I made all like, my videos from this that are coming out next week. I just mm-hmm. talked about these things. So, um, the thing is, so I'm going to use the phrase it's already done. Okay. Because we hear that a lot. Neville has a book. It's already done. What that means is not just, you know, set it and forget it and the universe will bring it to you, which I mean, it, essentially it is right. But what's really happening is that because we have all these infinite and very extremely similar realities all laid on top of each other that we're just kind of like navigating through when we say it's already done, it's already done. Creation has been done. If you can fathom it, it's a reality that you can get to. Mm-hmm. You're not doing shit. So when you want, you decide you are in a happy, healthy relationship or whatever, or you are the person that is on their way to it, you instantly become it in that moment. So it is done. You, there is no divine timing because it is instant, but then so is, oh, but they're not here yet. Instant Mm. again. So like the, I feel like this divine timing, what's what the question we're really asking is, how do I stop doubting it, worrying, stressing, looking for it? And you, I, I forwarded one of your, a meme on your page to somebody today about something about looking for, if you look for like something about looking for signs and not seeing the signs you look for or something like oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just, I feel like um, the timing is when you stop trying so hard mm-hmm. because once you shift into that reality, you're there. And let, let, so, okay, let, let, so let's take an example. Let's say that I want to shift into a reality where I'm, I'm really great with, you know, people I'm attracted to. They like me back. We have great chemistry. Anybody I meet wants to be with me. And I have this, all these amazing relationships at my fingertips. I can choose anyone. Now, right now in this moment, 10.06 on a Thursday morning, I just manifested myself into a reality where I do have amazing relationships. And I do. Does that mean I'm going to just pop up and I'm going to look over and there's just going to be some handsome stranger sitting next to me because I manifested it? Probably not because my mind is not wired to like accept a reality like that, right? Like I'm not, I'm not there. I'm here in my own normal land. So did I just shift myself into a reality where people love me and they love to be around me and I'm great catch and every, all eyes are on me when I walk in the room? You're damn right I did, but you know, I'm still sitting on my couch. I'm Mm -hmm. still talking to you. So it may appear as if nothing has happened. Mm -hmm. 
but it's my job to stick because I am that now people do love to be around me they love I, I walk in the room and they're all their eyes are on me anybody that I have a crush on or anybody that I'm interested in I learn is interested in me too so it's really amazing mm-hmm. you keep that story going even when there's quote unquote zero evidence because mm-hmm. I may not know what the differences in that reality look like how the yeah. how the hell am I supposed to know what left or right did on this thing and turn me to this trajectory. And now, you know, this painting is a little bit more crooked in my house or what, I mean, it could be something <laughs> yeah. small like that. It just, you don't know, yeah. you, don't, you can't recognize those little tiny signs. So don't take yourself out of it. Right. So mm-hmm. divine timing is understanding that when you get into that reality, you set your intentions to be there. You're there now. Mm. You're not waiting to get there. You may be waiting for the unfolding process. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I, again, if I want to manifest me being a doctor, I'm a doctor, I'm a doctor right now. I just manifested me being a doctor. Now, if I want to, if I actually want to be a doctor, I got to continue doing things that a doctor would do. Go to fucking med school for one. Mm-hmm. I can't just be a doctor tomorrow. Even though I may be on a trajectory for it right now and I've just manifested myself into it, I still have Action. steps to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I think that it's like, it, it just, it, it, it's the divine timing question is a way to, I think personally distract from keeping your fucking thoughts in check mm, because yeah. where is it? It's, it's like that energy. Those are thoughts you should be flipping and catching and not allowing yourself to think and saying, I'm, what do you mean? Where is it? It's everywhere. I'm already here. Mm-hmm. I'm not waiting for anything. I'm already it. Yeah. And that is divine timing because when you continue to stay in your reality, then you just get whatever's coming mm-hmm. to you in that reality. This resonates Does that make with sense? me so much. And actually it's something I have not thought about. And it's, you, it's rare to get somebody on the show who tells me something I haven't already <laughs> thought about. Because you're 100% right. Like you step in to what that is now. And you believe it now. You still there's still an unfolding process. There's still right. a, like in in the secret they call it a time delay, but it's not right. It's, it's not unfolding process. Yes. And yes. so like you're just waiting in this weird reality of how time, quote unquote time, the construct of time works to see mm-hmm. the linearity of it. But right. in fact, it's all just layered on top of each other. Yes. If you can imagine it, it's happening. Yes. So you have it in some other astral realm. I don't know whatever um, dimension, quantum leaping you talked about, um, where mm-hmm. it exists somewhere else because I mm-hmm. thought of it. So it is real as a, as, mm-hmm. a, as a material thought. If we want to go into quantum physics, you know, <laughs> we can say yeah. it is a material thing now. Yeah. Like I've set it in motion kinetically. So I, I fucking love that because I've said, um, I've said on the show quite a bit. I'm like, uh, at the beginning, I was like, I want to be like the spiritual Oprah, you know, <laughs> like set that into to being or whatever. And I had a thought today um, the, the, the anniversary of my podcast is coming up. This might air uh, a little bit after this. Um, and I was thinking, holy shit in one year, what we've done, like, because I've been a master yes, of my thoughts, yes, I've been ma'am. consistent every single Monday. There's been a show almost every mm-hmm. Thursday. It's been, it's more consistent now. Um, there I've been doing two shows a week and wow. I've been committing to this path of what it is that I want. And this is the unfolding process. Yes, when I decided yes, in that ma'am. moment, this is what I wanted. Th- it was there. Yes. And so it is, it is a tearful thing. I'm not going to get emotional, mm-hmm. um, but it's a tearful thing to think about like, wow, first of all, a year went by super fast. Mm-hmm. And that consistency of that unfolding didn't necessarily change the reality as much as like it has always just been there. The unfolding mm. process and the consistency came out of out of me already believing that I had it. Right. And 
that's pretty and I I resonate with you a lot because like I'm coming up on a year of mine too yeah. like literally mine be, yes okay. ma'am okay. <laughs> a year in just a couple of days and like and it has and I call myself be Oprah it's funny because I'm like okay because I'm a musician so I'm like I'm, I'm gonna be the Beyonce and the Oprah or be Oprah so I, I love that we're totally in the same space and, and it, look at what we've done in a year yeah we picked, and the thing about that I like about that is because I, the reason I picked Beyonce and Oprah is because who's better <laughs> at what they do in their genres, they are the top. And so I'm going for their backs. And as soon as I see what they're seeing in front, then I'm going for the next thing. I don't know. But as far as I'm concerned, where I'm standing, they're the top. So that's what I'm aiming for. And I like that you did that too. You're like, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to be no Sally, Jesse Raphael or anything. Like I'm going for Oprah. <laughs> like I need the tippity top. Cause I am that, you know, and same thing with me. Like I don't, people think, may think I'm crazy for saying that I'm Beyonce or Oprah, but I don't care. I'm not, I don't think that I'm some magical creature. I know that if I'm gunning for the top, then I need to act like I'm the fucking top mm. now because mm. I am. Yes. And now that I've been acting like I'm the top for the last year, I'm a year in. Yes. And the same goes to you. And look what you've done in a year because you decided you were it and you didn't let anything stop you or change that concept. Mm. Life happened around you. You experience things you grew you became a different version of yourself yet the same person right it's just it's it's a it's an evolution mm -hmm. and i've been there i've complete i'm a completely different person than i was a year ago yeah. my whole life has changed yeah my whole perspective on everything has changed and the consistency it's it's not just the the mindset that and I'm going to say for other, I mean, this is just for us because you and I have a very similar story. It's not just the mindset. It's the fact that you show up every single day mm -hmm. yeah. as Oprah, mm -hmm. right? That's what it is. <laughs> it's like, you have to show up every day as Oprah. That's what she does. She shows up as fucking probably Jesus. Like she probably has somebody way even higher than we don't even know about that she is aiming for, right? Because she's already up there. Yeah. And she knows about manifesting. So, you know, this woman has like, mm -hmm. who knows what's in her mind. But my point is that call yourself the top. Do not be afraid to embody that. And then do the damn work, whatever it is that you are here to do. Oprah doesn't take days off mm. or maybe she does, but I'm saying Oprah worked her ass off for yes. decades yes. to be that person. She showed up. She did the job that no one else had ever done before. And she did it with grace. She did it the way, she, you know what I'm saying? Like, so in the same thing with Beyonce, like there's a bunch, a bunch of different people who are amazing singers and performers, but they're not Beyonce. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the reason she is her is because she gives 110% all the time, mm -hmm. no matter what. She there's works a video her ass of her off as her. When she was real, real young and she was already knowing this is, this is who mm -hmm. I am. This is who I want to mm -hmm. be. Um, I, you know, but luckily she had parents that cultivated that, but like, they're luckily not even like, yeah, <laughs> like, or, <laughs> or divine or manifestation. <laughs> however you want to look at it. Yes. Uh, I love that guys. I hope you guys are punching the air because <laughs> like, yes, like one thing after another, it is the, the, such a powerful way to be able to say, okay, I am not what happens to me. Like yes. I can, I can make a decision and decide what is it that I want. And like, while we may not be in control of the world and what happens to us, we can a hundred percent be in control of the way we perceive it. Mm -hmm. And that's navigate it. Yes. Incredibly mm -hmm. powerful. Now we're going to talk a little bit more, uh, on the after show, uh, for Patreon listeners. Um, but before we go, do you have any last thoughts of what you'd like to leave this audience and things that they must know? 
Okay. What do the audience, what must they know? So whatever it is that you're working on, whatever it is that you're focusing on, whatever situation you're trying to manifest or version of yourself that you're working to become, don't fear it, embrace it. Don't stress about how you're going to be it. If you know that it's you, it is you. If you have the desire, if you have the passion, if you have the drive, if you have the talent, that's your sign. That's your indication that you're here to do that thing. So don't be afraid of throwing out all of the conventional ideas and, and kind of questioning everything that you've been telling yourself because all of it is essentially someone else's bullshit. I mean, really, if you think about it, we are just um, an amalgamation of all the things we've been told and heard and experienced. We, we're AI, we're learning as we go and we're building the story using the pieces of what we've experienced, but that story and those pieces can be thrown away and recycled and upcycled and diminished and replaced in a second. Mm -hmm. You never have to continue telling the same story. You never have to continue on the same trajectory just because you've been on it. You are not destined for anything that you don't destine yourself for, I would say. Like, yes, you might have a, a, plat, a path that your soul came here to do, but you don't have to do it. You don't have to, but you also can. And there's nothing wrong with either one. And you can pick what you want to do. You can pick who you are, but you have to be it now. Mm. Whatever it is, be it now. Be real with yourself. Be honest about what you want. Don't be afraid to, to own the thing that you want. It may be weird. It may be billions of dollars. It may be no dollars. It, it could be walking around the forest barefoot. Cool. Mm. Go fucking do that because you came here to do that. And what you're going to gain from allowing yourself to step into that role is unfathomable at this point. You know, like... What I'm doing right now with Roxy Talks was like my life goal. And I'm 36 and now I'm like, okay, now what? You know, like it just, I, it happened so fast and so easy. That thing that it was so big and elusive to me is old ass news. And now I got to think of something else. <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it's, once you become it, it happens for you. And actually I just, I'm going to give you, leave you guys with one ridiculous analogy. Sonic the Hedgehog back in the nineties, I don't know if you've ever played it, the bonus yeah. round where you're, the, the coins are coming at you yeah. and the bombs are coming at you. Yeah. Your realities are just like that. So when we're talking about stepping into reality, we're talking about divine timing, okay? You have the opportunity to scoot yourself in front of the bombs just as easily as you can scoot yourself in front of the coins. Mm. Now, when you are on that, that bonus round, you're not reaching for coins. You are simply moving back and forth, bobbing and weaving, jumping and dodging, and the coins come to you because mm -hmm. you are in the path of the coins. When you are in the path of the bombs, you don't have to do anything except stay in the path of the bombs to get repeatedly hit and blown up over and over and over again. So if you can just catch yourself when you're standing in front of the bombs and just boop, scoot yourself mm -hmm. over so you're standing in front of the coins, you don't have to do anything except stay in front of the coins and the coins come to you. Um, so, and that's the same with the realities. The reality is in existence already. Like you said, if you can think of it, you're the creative force. There's nothing out there doing it. Yeah. So if you can think of it, it's there for you. You're thinking of it because it's out there. Mm. So if it's in your mind, you can absolutely go there with your body, but you must keep that destination in the forefront of your mind, or at least, you know, being like the navigation, we've set the navigation, yeah. whether I'm looking at the map or not, I'm still following the prompts. Mm -hmm. I'm still getting there. 
So don't, don't try too hard to get what you want. Try hard to stay in the mindset of who you want to be. That's where you're trying and your effort should be. Put in the work, do what you would normally do. If you want to be Oprah, guess what? Oprah works her ass off and that's okay. If you want to be someone that doesn't do shit, cool. Mm -hmm. I applaud you for that. You know, like it's fine to do what you got to do, but you just, you choose it and then you keep choosing and you keep choosing and you keep choosing and you keep choosing. And if you catch yourself unchoosing it for a moment, choose it again Mm -hmm. and then choose it again and then choose it again. If you catch yourself unchoosing it, choose it again. And it's, it's just a dance. It's an art form of knowing when you're not doing it and making yourself do it again. Girl, all I got to say is Sega. Some of you may be too young to understand. Too young, I know. What are these old bitches talking about? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't. I just assumed. I don't even know how old you are. I'm so sorry. We're the same age. (laughs) Okay, good. Okay, we're young. Old bitches. Yeah, young Uh, chickens. I. This was so fun. We're gonna go to Patreon and talk a little bit more and get to know Roxy on a on a different level. She's got all the style and cool stuff that she used to do. Um, so we're gonna talk about that. But uh, where can people find you? RoxyTalks.com. Um, also YouTube, Roxy talks. Um, those are probably, you know, the biggest places I've got over 200 videos on manifestation and mindset and confidence and keeping yourself in check. And at my website, I've also got, you know, workshops and courses and things that you can kind of work on getting into those limiting beliefs. Like my pro my, my, um, the stuff that I teach and the stuff that are in my workshops are really about breaking down those old stories, getting to the bottom of that stuff. And then replacing it. Mm. So we're, you know, we talked earlier about the brain dumps and kind of finding those LBs and stuff. It's, it's literally a lot of that questions, asking yourself why and how, and looking at the patterns and where you came from, just so you can pinpoint again, find point A so that you can get to point B Mm -hmm. and the quickest, easiest way possible. So roxytalks.com, YouTube as well. I'm also, I mean, I'm on all the shits, but those are the, (laughs) the fun. And then I have a Facebook group. That's great. If you want to be in a community of people who are manifesting black moon society is the name of my Facebook group as well. Perfect. Well guys go look at all her shit, go buy her stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this was so much fun. We're going to go to Patreon thank here you. in a second. Um, thank you guys. If you guys love this episode, please share it with someone that you love and don't forget to like, and subscribe. So you never miss an episode and we will see you in the next one later. Bye. Yo. Did that episode just not like completely kick your ass? <laughs> I feel like I, I, lo- I love the way in which she speaks because I, I tend to be drawn more to people who are uh, very raw and direct in some notion. But man, there was a lot to process in that episode. I hope that it spoke to you and it didn't beat you up too much. But in some ways, I hope that it did beat you up a little bit enough that for you to start taking some action in your life and um, not feel like things are happening to you, but that you're able to make some uh, very direct choices in your thoughts to be able to manifest what it is that you want. So with that, let's get into what our weekly wisdom card of the week is. And today's weekly wisdom card is the second chakra Archangel Ariel. And this card is about connecting to your creativity and your passion and intimacy. And so 
in this process, sometimes we may be feeling blocked, like we're not able to connect to that part of our energy. Sometimes we feel judgmental against ourselves about what our passions are, where we feel creative, um, even how we connect to other people, how we feel intimate with them. This is not just sexual intimacy, although that it can be included, but how we are connecting to other people and ourselves. And so uh, with that, sometimes we judge ourselves pretty harshly and that keeps us out of the space of creation. And when I say creativity, I don't just mean arts and crafts. I mean about what is it you want to create in your life. So it's so fitting that we got this card uh, for this episode because it is about manifestation. It is about you connecting to that more primal energy that you have about going out and taking action into what it is you'd like to see happen in your life. Because the creation process is not just for people who know how to paint or people who know how to sing or take pictures. The creation process is for everyone in the way in which you'd like to manifest the life that you want to see. You get to create that. And that is the process of your creativity. If you can't imagine what it is that you want for your life, then you're not tapping into that part of your sacral chakra that's allowing you to make magic happen when, uh, as you see fit. Okay. So as you guys always know, if you'd like to make a card reading, you can go to thelovelyalia.com as all of my services are available there. I hope you have an amazing, incredible week and you go out and get that shit. Okay. Love you guys. See you next week. hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Leah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening.